Breaking news now. Here's Sean Hannity. All right, we're going to dip in. I mean, this just happening moments ago. This has been an utter, complete disaster for the Democrats today. Democrats acknowledge it. The media acknowledges it. Mueller is over. The witch hunt is officially dead. Let's just dip in the shift hearings, Nunes and others. This is pretty amazing. Director Mueller, uh, given your uh, constraints on what you're able or allowed to answer with respect to counterintelligence matters or other matters that are currently open and under investigation, you're not going to be able uh, to answer my remaining questions. So. I thank you for your courtesies in the answers that you have given to my prior questions. And I do thank you for your extraordinary career and record of service and yield the balance of my time to the ranking member. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ratcliffe and Mr. Mueller. Let me associate my words with Mr. Ratcliffe. Um, got a few more questions. I want to clean up a little bit about the Eric Prince uh, Seychelles meeting. So Eric Prince testified before this committee uh, that he was surveilled by the U.S. government and the information from the surveillance was leaked to the press. Did you investigate whether Prince was surveilled and whether classified information on him was illegally leaked to the media? Uh, did you say did you or will you? Uh, well, well, I know you can't. I know you're not. So gonna, I can't discuss I know, I know you're not going to join back up in the ranks. But, um, but did you refer? Were you aware that you know Prince has made these allegations that he was surveilled? He's concerned that there were leaks about this surveillance. Um, did you make any referrals about these? No, leaks? I, I can't get, I get in discussion on it. Come. Uh, also, want to General Flynn. I know you came after the leak of his phone call with the Russian ambassador. Um, your time at, at FBI, uh, it would be a major scandal, wouldn't it, for the leak of the National Security Advisor and anyone? Uh, I, I, any can't adopt, I can't adopt that hypothesis. Um, did your report name any people who were acting as U.S. government informants? or sources without disclosing that fact? I can't answer that. Come. On uh, volume one, page 133 of your report, you state that Konstantin Kalimnik has ties to Russian intelligence. His name came up quite often today, but your report omits to mention that uh, Kalimnik has long-term relationships with U.S. government officials, including our own State Department. I can't be. Uh, uh, I can't get into that. I know it's not in the report, uh, but um, you know, if Kalimnik is being used in the report to say that he was possibly some type of Russian Russian agent, and I think it is important for this committee to know if Kalimnik has ties to our own State Department, which it appears that he that he does. Uh, I, Again, uh, it's the same territory that uh, I'm loath to get into. Come. Um, you were asked this earlier about uh, Trump. All right, let me jump in. That was uh, Congressman Devin Nunes. Um, just basically final cleanup. Um, I am going to tell you what we were told this week alone 
by the biggest liars in the United States Congress. That would be the cowardly Schiff and Jerry Nadler. The biggest, those that spread the biggest conspiracy theories. We were told again, expectations were laid out that this is it. Trump's trouble. Because now we're going to get to the heart of obstruction. You know, this guy, Adam Schiff, the ca- I've offered him four hours of airtime. Now, he's already done a total of 419 TV interviews alone, over 50 hours pushing his lies and conspiracy theories. This goes down in history as probably the biggest, most epic embarrassment for individuals and a party and a media in this country's history. The, I mean, it is, I never thought it could be this bad, as bad as it was today, and that is saying an awful lot, um, and the things that we have learned today should shock the conscience of every single American, because it is abuse of power, corruption, lying, conspiracy theories, all in one, and it's not just Sean Hannity, Chris Wallach. Wallace, a disaster for Democrats. David Axelrod, um, literally, no wonder Bob Mueller needed his aide sitting next to him. Everybody knew that Bob Mueller, now, if you want to feel sorry for Mueller, and I've seen on social media, many people feel sorry for Bob Mueller. Okay, feel sorry for him for these reasons. He was never up for this job, up to the job. Everybody around him knew it. We found out just recently Andrew Weissman did all the hiring. Andrew Weissman with his atrocious track record, the guy that, yeah, got tens of thousands of Americans' jobs lost because of his prosecutorial misconduct in cases and withholding exculpatory evidence. He ran this show. It's obvious he ran this show. Two weeks after Mueller's appointed, he's trying to make a deal with a Ukrainian oligarch on a case that was dubious at best where he was threatening to put this guy in jail. I'll make all of that go away if you give me dirt on Trump. No better than Adam Schiff talking to a guy that he thinks is a Russian getting dirt on Trump also. Uh, Busaba, yeah, we'll get, uh, what is the nature of the compromising materials? Uh, uh, pictures of the naked Trump, naked Trump. Pictures of the naked Trump? Uh, did, did Vladimir see him? Yeah, but of course, Vladimir, come Vladimir, see the naked picture of Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that idiot was running the hearings in the afternoon. I mean, this performance at times, it was painful to watch. I mean, beyond painful. Because you know that what has happened here is he was never in charge, admitted. He didn't know anything about Fusion GPS. How could you care about the Trump Tower meeting that we heard so much about but not care about Fusion GPS didn't even know about Fusion GPS, which is mind-numbing in itself, and didn't know Reagan appointed him. That was pretty shocking to everybody. But the fact is, they all knew, and they just, for political purposes, wanted to prop him up anyway and use him for the purposes of their sick, twisted, ugly political agenda, their conspiracy theories that they have advanced, the lies that they have advanced, the hoax that they have tried to pull off the American people. How do you have memory loss on Fusion GPS? When he was asked about it this morning, a key player in the Russia Gate scandal. 
I mean, remember, Hillary funneled money through a law firm. Well, that is a campaign finance problem. Hires Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS. Oh, meets with the woman that is in the Trump Tower meeting, supposedly talking about Russian adoption and Russian adoption only, but it promised maybe dirt on Clinton, although it never happened and everyone felt it was a waste of time. But how often in two years did the media blow that sucker up? Anyway, he said that he wasn't even familiar with Fusion GPS. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Good gracious. Actually, I said worse than that, but I won't. You know, when when Congressman Chabot says when you talk about the firm that produced the steel reporting, the name of the firm that produced that was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? Oh, I'm not familiar with that. And I'm like. If Robert Mueller doesn't remember the role of Fusion GPS or that Ronald Reagan appointed him to a position, who would dare put this man in that position except people that are desperate? And as I've said, every second, every minute, every waking hour of every 24-hour day, the media mob advancing their lies. They'll do whatever it takes. It is over. Mueller and his report... And this collusion and this Russia conspiracy and this obstruction, it's all dead. Impeachment done. It's finished. It's over. It's out of the way. But I told you that when Lindsey Graham asked the Attorney General Barr, all of these questions, Barr predicted this is going to be a spectacle. Now we understand why the Attorney General, he was asked this week by Robert Mueller, Give us your advice, your guidance on what it is that, uh, you know, we work for you. We work for the the attorney general on it, on answering. Barr didn't offer that. It was it was asked of Barr's team and they sent him the written notice that they asked for. They asked for a written notice. Barr predicting this would be a spectacle. Now I know why why the attorney general bailed out Barr, uh, bailed out Mueller after the nine and a half minute disaster. Mueller says he's not allowed to investigate Hillary's collusion with Russia. I'm sorry. His mandate was so broad he could look into loan applications and tax violations and FARA violations and taxing medallions. But if 2016 and Russian interference, if it doesn't include a dirty, bought and paid for Russian dossier that was used to in a premeditated way to get a FISA warrant to spy on the opposition party, and, and deny the civil liberties of American citizens and that spying took place abroad that turns out to be completely setups for people like Papadopoulos, Clovis, and Carter Page, uh, and you're not allowed to look at that answer at all because that's what the former special counsel told the House Judiciary Committee repeatedly, that the collusion between Democrats and Russians and Hillary campaign buying Russian lies or, as the New York Times suggests, Russian disinformation from the get-go, if, if you couldn't look at that, that that's outside your purview, then you can't make an argument that somebody's loan application is within your purview. And when you look at the differing, well, explanations in the original mandate of Rod Rosenstein, then you see exactly what was in his purview, and of course it was within his purview, but I don't think it was Bob Mueller ever calling the shots. In my view, it's clear. The person that was calling the shots was Andrew Weissman, and he tried to defend him at one point, and by the way, I think he's going to regret that. Even You know, look at the people. Chuck Todd says it's a disaster. Axelrod says it's a disaster. Wallace says it's a disaster. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a more muted uh, 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 
you know, fake news CNN than today because they know it's a disaster. And the same at MSDNC. Literally, Joy Reid is begging that people will feel sorry for Robert Mueller today and they'll have sympathy uh, for him and that that sympathy may result in people having a better perception of what it was that he was saying. That's not going to work. Even Michael Avenatti said it was a disaster. And that, well, he says he wasn't allowed to investigate Hillary's collusion. That is nonsense, too. All of this from the beginning was predicated on lies. Lawrence Tribe says it was a disaster. You know, he refused to answer Mueller 120 questions and and then he doesn't remember basic facts. And then he has to be he's reminded, well, if it's in the report, I guess, yeah, then I support what's in the report. Is it in the report? It's in the report. I'll support it. And then I think the disaster for a sixth time, even twice in an hour, when he goes from one committee to the next, he's interviewed by Ted Lieu of, of California, and he says, no, I, de- I definitely, the consideration, DOJ policy, you can't indict a sitting president, was a factor in why we didn't, you know, indict. Well, he had already taken the other position at first with Attorney General Barr, then he flipped in that nine-and-a-half-minute press conference, then he flipped back, then he flipped with Ted Lieu, and now for a fifth time he starts out the shift session saying, no, I was wrong in the last uh, hour with uh, Ted Lieu, and no, it was not a factor. He doesn't even know what's in his own report. What Joy Reid was hoping that Mueller's feeble performance will make him, uh, will make it that America feels sorry for him, but that's not what the rule of law is based on, and people's lives have been ruined by this. And by the way, at the bottom of this is a predicate to literally overturn, first stop a presidential candidate by abusing power with corruption, and then secondly, the single biggest attempt to undo the will of the American people and perpetrate lies and conspiracy theories in the biggest hoax possible and have your friends in the media mob help you so that you can remove a duly elected president of the people, the smelly Walmart shoppers, the irredeemable deplorables, those that cling to God, guns, Bibles, and religion people. In other words, us, we, the people. All right, where does it go from here? I think that question is simply answered or has already been answered by the attorney general uh, do you did bob did attorney did robert Mueller have all the resources he need yes did he do a good job yes was it thorough yes did he have access to everything he needed yes uh do you feel that he did a complete and thorough job yes okay now are you as concerned about i am about a rigged and fixed investigation Yes, I am. Are you concerned about FISA abuse and fraud committed against FISA courts? Yes. Are you concerned about the misuse of intelligence? Yes. Uh, Are you going to be investigating all of these matters? Yes. So now we're in a whole new direction. This is over. Mueller's done. It's finished. This is not going to lead to any impeachment, the disaster of what today was. It, It won't and it can't. If it does, it will guarantee the single biggest massive landslide in modern presidential history, including massive upticks in seats in the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate, which might be actually a good thing. Maybe we can really fix the country and elect people that actually have backbones and can stand up for things. Although I was pleasantly surprised by Republicans today. They all did their job. They were all prepared. And um, I did have my doubts, but they came through. 
All right, 25 now until the top of the... I scared you guys in there, didn't I? I hit the wrong button. I'm talking to myself there for a second. Uh, 25 till the top of the hour. Are you having a Mueller moment? I am not having a Mueller moment. That's going to be the new thing, you know. Well, I won't. No, I'm going to tell not you this. Not a senior moment, a no, Mueller Well, moment. I will tell you, there are some people that felt sorry for him today. And I, I, am, I only feel sorry for him because I know more than other people. And if you want to feel sorry for him... That's fine, but uh, he was engaged enough to know a lot more than he clearly knew, and that I put on his shoulders completely. And if you want to feel bad for the right reasons, well, then feel bad for the people that used Robert Mueller. Now, I, I will be the first to say I've known about his background, his career, and it is extraordinarily impressive it was used numerous times to prop him up clearly from the bad, horrible showing that was unfolding before the Democrats' eyes. They, they, they kept reminding people about his service to his country. And then at one point, he just, even in trying to prop him up, uh, who appointed you to that position? Uh, Bush. No, I, it was actually Reagan. It, it, it didn't work out wh- the way they wanted the fact that he's given Ted Lieu what was the now the fourth separate answer on this issue of whether or not on part two of his report uh, on whether the consideration of DOJ policy and constitutional considerations prevented him from laying down charges against Donald Trump. And he said, well, yeah, that would be the, the, the case. Well, he originally told Attorney General Barr and Rod Rosenstein and numerous other people that that was not the case. And as John Ratcliffe pointed out, there is no such policy in 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 this case. Uh, putting all that, then of course, then he backtracked and he went on his nine and a half minute disastrous presser where he basically, I told you at the time, he was begging Nadler and Schiff, "Don't call me, don't do it. I'm only going to refer to the report. I'm only going to refer to the report." I mean, there were times that he literally said, uh, do you agree with that? And he said, well, I guess if it's in the report, I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I mean, you, you just knew he was not familiar with the report, which is why I felt he had so many people there surrounding him. You want to feel bad for him? He was used today by, by Democrats that wanted their lies, their conspiracy theories, and their hoax and their hopes of impeachment confirmed, and it was never going to happen because the facts never bore out the lies and the conspiracy theories they were spinning, the lies that they were telling. It was a task impossible. And then you've got to look. Now we look a little bit more deeply into Andrew Weissman's role, the first hire. At one point, he started to tell us how great Weissman was. I'm like, oh, boy, you're going to make the mistake of your life here. And somebody, thankfully for Mueller, cut him off. And just moved on to another topic. Because Weissman, we now know, did the hiring. Weissman was at Hillary's victory party. The same Weissman, yeah, that was cited numerous times on on issues involving prosecutorial abuse, withholding exculpatory evidence in cases. You know, there are good prosecutors out there. You know, one one of the dangers for prosecutors is if they if they forget their humanity if they're involved in a case and they're more concerned about the win, or in this case, a political win, 
or they, they want to get a, a high profile person, you know, to put it on their resume because they got future political ambitions. It's a trap that many prosecutors fall into. And in the process of supposedly enforcing the law and following the Constitution and the rule of law and, and so on and so forth, their blind ambition causes them to basically run amok and they'll do things that are themselves even criminal. When you withhold exculpatory evidence, you want somebody guilty so bad and you've got evidence that would prevent them from being found guilty and then you're going to use that evidence and you're going to not tell the defense that you've got it. Meaning that the odds are higher that you're going to get the guilty verdict you want rather than the what is justice. Well, in other words, if you're going to put your own record, your own future ambition ahead, that, that is a big problem. I have said many times throughout this whole process, we better get a hold of, of this, that what is a basic standard prosecutorial tactic, which is offering people something of great value to say what is wanted to be said. This happened numerous times in the last two and a half years. Well, if you just tell us this, well, we're going to give you a get out of jail free card. You know, Rick Gates you know, turned on Paul Manafort. What does he get in exchange for turning on Manafort? Well, the incentive is pretty high because the incentive is you get limited or no jail time and all the penalties going to be put on his shoulders. That's a pretty big incentive. You know, if they're sitting down and they're, you know, as Sidney Powell in a recent filing pointed out, they tried to get apparently General Flynn to say certain things that General Flynn could not say in in truth. You know, General Flynn, yeah, okay, they, they got a guilty plea for him for lying to the FBI, but the FBI didn't think he lied. So what really happened? Why would he why would he why would he ever plead guilty to something that they didn't even think he did? Well, they he did it because number one, he's going bankrupt. Number two, he has to sell his house. But I think more importantly, he was probably told, You don't tell us what we want, you don't plead guilty, but we're gonna your son was in your business, we're going after your family. How many other times do they say, well, we'll just have to go after your wife and kids. Now you're sitting there and I, and frankly, to be very blunt, even if you're a criminal, any guy worth anything is going to fall on the sword for the sake of his children under those circumstances. I'll just, all right, fine. What do you want me to sign? You're going to leave my family alone. I'll sign it. That's what they'll do. You can't offer people get out of jail free cards like this anymore. Weissman has a history of prosecutorial abuse, including withholding exculpatory evidence. And now we learn he did the hiring. He was in charge of this operation. We learned two weeks after Mueller's appointed, he's trying to, he's involved in a deal, a prosecution deal with some Ukrainian oligarch. He actually goes to the oligarch and says, I'm going to make all your criminal issues go away if you just give me dirt on Donald Trump. And the guy to his credit said, no, there's been a lot of people that have said no to these types of deals because their conscience forbids them from doing it. And and others forget it. They'll take any deal they can get. They'll lie. He did it. Yeah, what do you want me to say? I'll say it. I'll, I, if I say that, I'll get more time off. If you give me more time off, I'll say whatever you want. That's a problem here. You want to feel bad for Mueller? Okay, he was used by the entire hyper-partisan team that apparently was hired by Andrew Weissman. But he allowed it to happen. You know, 
the, the fact that he didn't show up for the interviews, the fact that he didn't know about Fusion GPS, the fact that he just ignored the dirty Russian dossier that we know was leaked prior to the election in 2016, the lies that were told and, and leaked to conspiracy theorists and hacks that never did their due diligence, lead among them Michael Isakoff. Then you got David Korn. Then you got, you know, of course, the ever so liberal Washington Post leaking dirty dossier information. It's spreading like wildfire. Trump, sex, hookers, urinating bed, Moscow Ritz. You know what? Who knew what went? That was the type of crap that was in the dossier. And then the dossier gets signed. We find out it's unverifiable. A Russian dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton, the same Hillary Clinton that we know because the evidence is overwhelming and incontrovertible, violated the Espionage Act with top secret classified uh, emails on a private server in a bathroom closet. That's a clear. We have Christian Saucier went to jail for a year for six photos violating the Espionage Act of his working area in a submarine that he shared with nobody a year in jail away from his mom, his wife, and his kid. Really? Is that equal justice in America? Is that equal application of our laws in the United States of America? I don't think so. And, and, and really, now we're going to have a situation where, you know, we're going to talk about obstruction of justice. Really? Okay. But we're not going to have an opinion on whether subpoenaed emails that are purposefully deleted after they're subpoenaed. Hang on a second. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Linda, thank you. But the, the subpoenaed emails that are deleted, subpoenaed emails that are wiped clean with acid wash bleach bit, where an aide busts up the devices with hammers. By the way, the lawyer sitting right next to for the for the buster upper, you know, next to uh, Mueller today. Um, it's unbelievable. And then we not doesn't know about that. Then the dirty dossier used as a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign, Trump transition, to bludgeon then-President Trump for two and a half years, and he doesn't know about Fusion GPS, and he doesn't know about, he had no interest in the Russian dossier that the FBI figured out 90-plus percent of it was false in their own spreadsheets, and they knew that in early 2017. James Comey signs it. It's unverifiable, but it says on top of the warrant, verified. Now we know why the nine and a half minutes I told you were a disaster were so bad. Now we know why he didn't want to testify. You know, I'll, I'll play this later. It's like a scene from my cousin Vin, Vinny. Uh, you know, how many fingers am I holding up? Uh, what is that in front? What is that on your windows? Dirt. What is that in front of the windows? Bushes. What is behind the bushes that you can't see? But if we walked out, you could see that would be the convenience store. Checkmate. It was that dramatic today. You know, an unmitigated. How do you not know Fusion GPS? How do you not know in the middle of rehabilitating Robert Mueller, he didn't know Reagan appointed him? How do you repeat the question? Can you repeat the question? Repeat the question. How many times did he need repeated questions? Now, if it's, just, if it's in the report, I guess it's okay. I agree with it. If it's in the report, how, do you don't know if it's in the report? You didn't write a single word of the report. You never sat in on the witnesses being grilled by your people. You know, I, I, Trump's Donald Trump's saying to fire out of anger, but nobody gets fired. There's no underlying crime like Hillary and the Espionage Act. Trump had the fire legal, had the power to legally fire Mueller. 
to say to Don McGahn, why Don McGahn ever testified is nuts to me. You know, it's like saying, I want to punch someone in the face, but you don't punch someone in the face. He didn't do it. He had the power to do it, still didn't do it. You know, you've got you've got now the attorney general, the deputy attorney general, the OLC, no obstruction. Then you got the big Ted Lou lie about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't, uh, you know, consider indictment because of the Department of Justice guidelines. And then an hour later, no, I misspoke on that thing again for the sixth time. I mean, Louis Gohmert destroyed him. No interest. So did Jim Jordan. Destroyed them. No interest in Steele, uh, who put together this these Russian lies. That is an inexcusable, flagrant double standard because that evidence actually exists. We have that proof, that evidence. We know it exists. We know who paid for the Russian lies. We know it was spread before the election. We know it was the basis of a premeditated, everybody was warned, lie perpetrated on the FISA court four separate times. We know, think of this, another Hillary win here. Hillary's team rigged the primary in Bernie Sanders' case. She rigged the investigation. She should have been, you know, charged with the Espionage Act, multiple felonies and obstruction of justice herself. They rigged the primary. They rigged a criminal investigation. She tried to rig the general election with the Russian dossier and the lies she paid for. Hillary supporters and donors, you know, literally led by Mr. Victory Party Weissman in this whole investigation. So they rigged this investigation. And two and a half years, the media goes along with it. The biggest conspiracy theories that have been funneled to the American people and fed as a diet every single second hour of every 24-hour day. And they're not held accountable even yet. Mueller, you know, didn't sit in on the interviews, didn't know what was in his own report. His desire not to know what happened before and after the Trump Tower meeting with Fusion GPS, that is insanity to me. His unwillingness to even look at the dirty Clinton bought for Russian dossier is a failure, epic failure of incalculable magnitude. Why he made the Democrats read from his report, because I don't think he felt comfortable reading it because he didn't read it before. People behind him look like his doctors and nurses ready to jump in to save this poor guy. Neither Democrats or the media mob once again got what they promised and, and they were setting us up for today. And let's make sure we are clear. On the issue of law, which matters here, not exonerated is not a legal standard. Either you indict because you have the evidence to indict, which he had the power to do, or you don't. They had no obstruction. And sure, Donald Trump was pissed. And you'd be pissed, too, if you were lied about for two and a half years and there's no underlying crime. But your opponent did have Russian contacts, Russian lies told about you. I bet you'd be pissed, too. I bet everybody and and want the whole thing to go away. But he didn't do anything. But I'll tell you, the ignorance here in in Mueller's own case shocks the conscience. It should shock the conscience because they tried to literally have a soft coup in the country, and nobody wants to talk about it. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. We expect this hour, the president uh, is, I think, headed to Marine One. 
which usually means he stops and he answers questions of the press. I would imagine that could be a, a strong possibility. He tweeted out, truth is a force of nature. I'd like to thank the Democrats for holding this morning's hearings because after all these hours, Mueller has to subject himself to the shifty shift and embarrassment to our country, which he is right about. This week alone, we are lied to by Nadler and Schiff, and expert expectations again were, were set that were never, ever going to be fulfilled. Now, some people are writing me saying, Hannity, why, why are you saying, because I, I, I've been reading what people say, and why are you saying that some people feel sorry for Mueller? Because some people do. This was not a good day for Robert Mueller. He telegraphed it wasn't going to be a good day. And obviously, other people knew it was going to be a bad day. I I think the person that probably tried to save him the most in a gentle way was the Attorney General of the United States, Bob Barr. It was Barr that came in and ran interference and allowed the Attorney General's office to send out a joint statement with the special counsel's office after the nine and a half minute disastrous press conference of Robert Mueller, where he changed what his opinion had been that no Department of Justice policy, constitutional considerations were not a factor in his decision not to indict Donald Trump. He messed it up again today and and then had to correct it again today. I'm sorry, Bill Barr, turning with Bob, Bob Barr used to be a congressman from Georgia. Uh, Bill Barr, a P, and you know, it is it, it, in the sense the people around Mueller knew it, and the members of Congress all knew it. The Attorney General, Bill Barr, knew it. That's why I think he bailed them out the last time and said that, well, I just think that this is not going to work out really well. And I think it's going to end up being pretty much like a circus. And, you know, he doesn't have to do it if he doesn't want to do it. And the set, the, the demand of Nadler and Schiff to do this, that's on them, knowing what the outcome would likely be. And the same was with Weissman. I mean, the, some of the things that we learned today... Mueller admits he went to very few witness interviews. Very few. Mueller claims he had no idea he had hired Hillary's lawyer to investigate Trump. Well, who did the hiring? It was Andrew Weissman. I mean, Barry Farber, my, the great talk show host, used to say that Mueller came apart today like Alka-Seltzer tablets under Niagara Falls. It was, the, it, it was that bad for him. And, you know, and you saw it. Look, I'm going to make a suggestion I, I, because I read social media and I don't like conservatives. I know people in social media, you know, weak, you know, keyboard warriors think that they're funny, et cetera. I, I'm, I'm not in this gloating mode about Robert Mueller having a bad day. I'm more in an outrage mode about the lies that have been told about the conspiracies that have been spun about the fact that, you know, and this actually exonerates at a much higher level the president and everybody else in this because Weissman ran the show. Weissman, we now know, did the hiring. I mean, that is a a stunning admission that we had last week, that he didn't know Fusion GPS. 
He didn't remember that it was Ronald Reagan that had appointed him. And they let this man go through this. I mean, it, that's who we ought to be looking at. You know, I mean, the Washington Examiner's Keith Koffler sending out a tweet, I guess. You know, Democrats inviting Mueller to testify is working out about as well as the prosecution asking O.J. to try on the glove. And I, I just would urge you, I've read some things. They might be funny, but they're not funny and, and kind of on the mean-spirited side of it. This is more important than that. This is about making sure this never can happen again. And this is about the Constitution, about the rule of law. We get it. Mueller was propped up. Mueller was used and abused by people with an agenda. Mueller was about as disconnected from this. I mean, it, it, on a level that, that blow, blows me away, and I've been following this. But even still, when the show's being run by Weissman, and Weissman with his atrocious track record of prosecutorial abuse, withholding exculpatory evidence, losing tens of thousands of American jobs in the Enron accounting case, losing 9-0 in the Supreme Court, read Sidney Powell's book, License to Lie, sending other innocent people to jail like Merrill executives for a year, Fifth Circuit overturns that. Multiple cases of prosecutorial abuse. He ends up doing the hiring. He, two weeks after Mueller is appointed, he's investigating some Ukrainian oligarch and goes to the guy and says, I'll get rid of all of it. Just give me dirt on Trump. He sat in on the meeting with Bruce Orr when Bruce Orr told everybody that the dossier is dirty. It's Clinton bought and paid for. That the dossier, now think about this, is not verified. And that we don't know if any of it's true. Well, we've learned it's unverifiable, but it was still used as a as the foundation and bulk of information to get a FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. You think about that. And then Mueller saying he didn't know who Fusion GPS is. How do you ignore real Russian lies that were leaked by members of the intelligence community that that were were signed off on as verified, leaked to the American people to impact the outcome of the 2016 election, then used as a backdoor to spy on the Trump campaign because James Comey signed it. It's unverifiable. Then in January 2017, denied he ever signed it as verifiable or verified. He said it's unverified and salacious. Jim Comey's in trouble, as well as others. McCabe saying, oh, no dossier, no FISA warrant. Then they use it to spy on a, a presidential transition team, then a president. That all has to be gotten to the bottom of. How did Hillary rig a primary against Bernie? How did Hillary rig an investigation? How did her supporters, everybody from Loretta Lynch, her husband, James Comey, Struck and Page, all working together to exonerate her from what is overwhelming evidence of multiple felonies violating the Espionage Act and the biggest slam dunk obstruction of justice case in history, the way she treated her subpoenaed emails by deleting them, etc. All of this happened. Nobody's got to, this is where Barr now has said, this is what I'm going to look at. Well, I'm going to look at the exoneration of Hillary Clinton and whether she did violate the law. And whether that investigation was rigged and the and the dossier she paid for that was disseminated by conspiracy theorists in the media that do no fact checking like Michael Isikoff, Washington Post, David Korn. 
And then, of course, then used to spy on the Trump campaign. And then the other spying that took place uh, abroad. And then the outsourcing of intelligence gathering so we can circumvent uh, laws in America. Anyway, joining us, uh, two guys that were phenomenal today. Congressman Andy Biggs, Arizona, Tom McClintock, California. I, I just, uh, what are your general impressions? Because the specifics would take me 10 hours. Andy Biggs. Well, Sean, my my takeaway is that uh, Democrats who are anxious for impeachment had a, a wet blanket thrown over it today. Um, and you're right. I mean, your, your monologue was brilliant because it iterates what's going on. And quite frankly, uh, this is corruption that we saw at the highest levels. And, uh, you know, Mr. Mueller clearly was not able to give us the answers that we needed. Um, and we have to keep going. Thank goodness for A.G. Barr doing that. But I will tell you, uh, I believe wholeheartedly, as, as my line of questions went, he had uh, Mr. Mueller was hopelessly conflicted to begin with, number one. And number two, they knew months and months before they ever issued that report, they knew that Donald Trump and anybody on his campaign did not collude with the Russians, but they withheld it, and I believe they did it for political purposes. And that makes this corruption so, so uh, horrific in a free constitutional republic. Tom McClintock, I thought, by the way, you guys did amazing today. I will be honest. I had... I know that guys like yourselves would do great. I knew guys like Devin Nunes and, and Jordan and Collins and uh, Matt Gates. I knew, I knew the, you guys would do great, but there were people I was worried about. Your fellow Arizona congresswoman, she was phenomenal today, Andy Biggs. I yes. thought she did a great job. And, and yes. then Mueller had to correct what he ended up saying to Ted Lieu. And, and what she had rightly pointed out was the joint statement of the special counsel's office and Attorney General Barr's office. So she did a, she did a great job. Tom McClintock, your thoughts? Well, I think it's a great big fizzle for the Democrats. I think they were trying to breathe uh, life into an impeachment effort, and it fell completely flat. I think that uh, um, the the whole demeanor of uh, Mueller uh, he confirms the fact he was at best a figurehead, not in control of. Uh, uh, the day-to-day operations of what Greg Jarrett rightly calls the team of partisans put together by Andrew Weiss. Uh, it sh- and it came through loud and clear today. Well, I mean, but we do have work to do. And the work is there really was Russian interference, wasn't there? There really was a dirty dossier that Hillary paid for, wasn't there? Well, yes, yeah. and that's something that Mueller specifically did not look into. Uh, and and you know, the other well, issues How did he not now. look into how in good conscience is that even possible? How did he not know who Fusion GPS is? How would he be interested in the Trump Tower meeting and everybody's interested, but he wasn't interested in the in the setup with the the Russian woman meeting with Fusion GPS both before and after that meeting? How is it because possible she didn't care? He didn't care about a dossier full of Russian lies. Because their obvious objective from day one was to try to make a legal case against the president. They couldn't do that, so they ended up trying to make a political case, uh, and it's all unraveling on them. And when the inspector general's report comes out into uh, wrongdoing at the Department of Justice, when the U.S. attorney's uh, report uh, starts to come out on uh, skullduggery, not only in the uh, Department of Justice, but in the intelligence agencies, and as Lindsey Graham's uh, investigation through the Senate Judiciary Committee on 
blindfolds, we're going to get a much clearer picture of what was going on. And the fact is, uh, you're right, there was more than one government trying to uh, involve itself in our uh, election. Uh, and w one of those governments was the American government under Barack Obama that tried to, to not only use the most terrifying powers we give to our justice agencies and our intelligence agencies to undermine the election itself, and when they fail to do that, to try to undermine the duly you know, elected president. That's what's happening, and that's the full picture that will come out. Trey Gowdy had a great line, I wish I thought of it on Fox, which was, unfortunately, the person who learned the most about the Mueller report today was Bob Mueller. Last word, <laughs> Tom. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I'm not oh, I'm sorry, last word, Andy. I, I, I forgot who was talking. Last word, Andy Biggs. Yeah, I, you know, Trey's exactly right. I thought that, that Mr. Mueller was surprised over and over again, and it indicates very clearly that he wasn't the guy. He was a figurehead. It was Andrew Weissman running this thing, and Zebley, who was sitting right next to him, both really strong partisans. One represented Hillary Clinton, and Weissman, uh, you know, a big supporter of Hillary Clinton as well. This was a political hack job, and uh, it's unraveling on the Democrats and, quite frankly, uh, Mr. Mueller. Well, it's a fascinating time. Do you believe that the people that were responsible for this abuse of power and corruption will be held accountable? Do you both believe that the McCabe's, the Comey's, the Brennan's, the Clappers, the, you know, everybody else involved in this, Struck Page and uh, uh, Loretta Lynch, whoever knew, are they going to be held accountable? Yes or no? Sure. Tom. Sean, the, the, the Longfellow put it best. The wheels of the gods grind slow, but they grind exceedingly fine. What do you think, Andy? Uh, yes, I think I, I'm trusting A.G. Barr. I really believe in him. All right. Thank you both for being with us. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. All right. Glad you're with us. So much more ground that we have to cover. And also, um, well, the reaction is, is pretty much universal, that this is a disaster. Lawrence Tribe, I mean, the, the media, it's almost like a funeral on these conspiracy theory channels when Chucky e. Todd has to admit it's a disaster. When Lawrence Tribe has to admit it's a disaster. When the guy doesn't know about Fusion GPS, when Chris Wallace and David Axelrod admit it's a disaster, when he can't answer 120 questions, when he says, well, I guess if it's in the report, that's okay, when he flips and flops and flails again on the question of DOJ policy and, and constitutional considerations of whether you can or cannot indict a sitting president, it's a disaster. When he doesn't remember who appointed him, that it was Reagan, not Bush, it's a disaster. Not knowing Fusion GPS is a disaster. Not caring about what happened before and after the big Trump Tower meeting with Fusion GPS is a disaster. When you have people at MSDNC praying that people will have sympathy for Robert Mueller and his performance and that the American people will feel sorry for him and that might help them. That is a disaster. You know, it's only so. But the disaster, the problem with it is the following is the disaster became a reality. The lies they told were real. The conspiracy theories they spread for two and a half years were real. The, the, 
The outright hoax they tried to perpetrate was real. The attempt to rig a presidential election was real. The dirty Russian dossier was real. And the attempt to undo a, a, a duly elected president in, do him in, in what would be a coup is real. So I'm not really feeling sorry for those people that knowingly lied to us and never did their jobs. All right, uh, glad you're with us. 25 now until the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. I think that I am very impressed. Linda said to me yesterday, and I'm going to be very blunt in, in what she said to me. She goes, you know, I know you've been working on this for two and a half years. I know that really it's our ensemble team. We're so invested in this. And, you know, when you say you're going to have to educate some of these Republicans, and I was very clear, I, I wasn't talking about Nunes and, and, uh, and, and Jim Jordan, obviously, or Ratcliffe or Doug Collins or Matt Gates or, you know, the people that we know are good or the people that we just tell, I don't want Biggs or McClintock, but there are some other, I just, I, I just always worry that Republicans are weak. And she goes, you sound a little arrogant when you say that you're going to tell them, give them a tutorial. It wasn't said out of arrogance at all. Um, it was said out of a real passion I, that I didn't want to have to come on the air today and say, why didn't I at least assume that they didn't know as much as we know? Because this has been, you know, our heart, mind and soul that we've thrown into getting to the truth here. Um but I've got to say, in retrospect, I think everybody did a, a pretty darn good job today. What, Linda, is that a fair assessment of what you were telling me yesterday? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. You sound a little arrogant when you say, well, you're going to tell them what to do. Um, it's not that I was going to tell them what to do. I just, you know what makes me fear Republicans? They're weak. They show weakness constantly. You know, I don't think that's a Republican trait. I think that's a lot of Congress people. They get yeah, real, they I get real soft and comfortable. Well, but the yeah, but the problem is which is a is, shame because they have a terrific gym, I hear. But okay, there were sixty-five show votes on repeal and replace. That's all I need to say. And then when the real deal, with a real moment of truth came, and they had the real opportunity to do it, what did they do? They 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 had no plan. They were not prepared. And you begin to realize they didn't mean what they said. And I don't like being lied to. And it's one of the reasons I'm not a registered Republican. It's one of the reasons that I am a conservative. And it's it's one of the reasons why I get so frustrated. And then when those seven senators, 2015, they voted just for a clean repeal of Obamacare bill. And seven of them, then the same exact bill when it mattered, they didn't vote for it. So I think I have good reason for suspicion that some of these people that run for office have no backbone, no spine, their their knees buckle and wobble, and their principles go out the window, and they're always calculating what's going to get them elected again, et cetera, et cetera. I'll so tell I you think- what the Democrats did better today. Well, the Democrats do better. Yeah. Some very New York right did now. Very, they did a few things really well. Number okay. one, they had visuals. And Agreed. Check. Republicans haven't caught on to that. It's a shame. Two, and Ethan mm-hmm. brought this up earlier, and I thought it was spot on. They would say all this crap. They would just fill the room up with crap and then end the crap with a real question like, so did you write the Mueller report? And he would say, yes. Oops. You, so, say, you say Mola like you say golf. Say golf. Golf. 
Golf. Say Muller. 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 Golf. Muller. But I'm telling you, senior moment, I'm replacing it with Muller moment. Yeah. Especially <laughs> after the Welch bit. We haven't played the Welch bit. Can we play it, please, before the president All right. Comes why out? don't you play that? I know the president, we're expecting to take questions uh, as we he We don't know steps if he's going to take questions. We're hoping. Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of know Trump. My bet is he takes questions. But anyway, all right, go ahead. Play. Uh, Director Mueller, uh, did you find there was no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia? Well, uh, we don't use the word collusion. Uh, the word we usually use is uh, the, uh, well, not, not collusion, um, but one of the uh, other uh, terms that, uh, uh, that fills in when collusion is not, uh, not used. In any event, the, uh, we decided not to use the word collusion in as much as it has no relevance to the criminal uh, law arena. The term is conspiracy that you prefer to use? That's a conspiracy, exactly right. You help me, I'll help you. Thank you. It's an agreement. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's interesting. Interesting. Look, I'm going to tell you something. There is a part of me that is so angry and that every American ought to be angry here at what has gone on here. And if you now see the man behind the curtain... And everybody knew about it. You know, it's so funny. My instincts were right about the Attorney General Barr. Barr was trying to send this man a lifeline. He warned it would be a spectacle. He warned that you don't have to go. He didn't offer advice. Mueller sought it. He gave it only afterwards, and the media ran wild with, oh, he's telling him what to do. No, he did not. And Barr, the Attorney General, did not have to bail him out the last time he did a nine-and-a-half-minute press conference. Barr knew that this was problematic. And, and to be blunt, the man's career to end this way is, it's unconscionable. But I will tell you where the anger comes in is they that the Democrats, they're out there and, and they knew it the whole time and they still sent him out there. Because hating Trump, it, it actually eliminates any sense of humanity. Any decent person would have known, forget it. He's telling us he doesn't want to go. He messed up bad in nine minutes. What is five hours going to turn into? They could have figured all that out. And more importantly, now, on the other hand, it is amazing that while Mueller was not at all in any way prepared to or up to the job of being a special counsel, now we know just how little evidence they really had because it was Weissman running the show. And Weissman, two weeks in, he's trying to make a deal with an oligarch. Get out of jail free card if only you give us dirt on Donald Trump. You know, the I, I don't know what Fusion GPS is. I don't know that Reagan appointed me. Uh, I don't really know uh, a whole lot about, no, that wasn't in my purview, the, the, the Clinton-Russia the connection and the dirty dossier. Of course it was. If FARA violations are in taxi medallions are and loan applications are you certainly could have found room for a presidential candidate that paid for russian disinformation to impact the 2016 elections and that everybody knew about it it was spread to the american people how many americans knew about the story of hookers peeing in a bed in a in trump's room in the moscow ritz before the 2016 election 
Okay, well, you got conspiracy hacks. Guys like Michael Isikoff will print anything fed to him, and, and, he, and he did. I mean, he has the nerve to call anybody else a conspiracy theorist. I mean, just part of this, this compliant media mob. And the media in all of this has shown nothing but their utter, absolute, agenda-driven, insanity, rage, psychosis against all things Donald Trump. And it's almost like Election Day 2016. Remember, we get the exit polls at four, or 515. I'm reminding everybody what happened in 2004 when Dick Cheney called my radio show at 535 because the exit polls showed that John Kerry was president. Well, the exit polls in 2016 showed that D Donald Trump didn't win a single state and that it was going to be a disaster. And the media kicks in and they've read it all and their coverage starts at 5 or 6 Eastern and they are giddy and they are happy and they are uplifted and they feel, you know, like all their dreams are about to come true and it's just a matter of a few hours and we get to announce that Hillary Clinton is the 45th president of the United States and that didn't work out the way they wanted. What has happened here, if we don't get to the bottom of it, it's everything that I've been warning about becoming truth and becoming reality. It was a big deal what Hillary and the Democratic Party did to rig the primary where Bernie Sanders never had a shot. If you don't believe me, ask Donna Brazile, who talks about dreading and crying and have to make that phone call to Bernie and saying, yeah, it was kind of rigged. Um, ask her about it. Or the fact that, you know, she was able to because her supporters. How does she have all these supporters Every every single sign was there that the investigation into her email server, the mom and pop shop server, the ones with classified top secret information on it was being rigged when they wrote the exoneration in May of 2016. They didn't interview her till July 2nd of 2016 in that interrogation, unlike General Flynn, who he was told, you don't need a lawyer and I'm taking advantage of the chaos, something I wouldn't do in the Bush or Obama years. But it was Peter Strzok and company that, well, they interviewed Hillary and allowed other people in the room at the time to help her out. Three days later, Comey goes out there and says, yes, yeah, she did it. 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 But we're not going to charge her uh, because no reasonable prosecutor would because that was his chosen favorite candidate. Just like Page and Strzok were now saying that she should win 100 million to zero. And that same cast of characters then get involved in. Yeah, well, became known as Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which we now call Operation uh, Crossfire Boomerang. And then, of course, so she gets to continue on as a candidate when she otherwise should have been indicted. She gets to then purchase the dirty Russian dossier full of Russian lies by funneling money through a law firm to Fusion GPS. Robert Mueller doesn't know about Fusion GPS. Never heard of it before, seemingly today. And they hire a foreign national, Christopher Steele, even though everybody is warned in a multitude of ways. Bruce Orr, in August of 2016, warns the DOJ, the FBI, that Hillary paid for it. Steele hates Trump, and it's not verified. And, of course, Kathleen Kavlek, two weeks before the first FISA application, the bulk of information was the Clinton bought and paid for Russian lies and disinformation. You want to know about Russian interference? Warned that it was disinformation. Warned that, in fact, Steele had a political agenda. And then they still signed the FISA warrant anyway so that they could spy on the Trump 
Trump campaign while simultaneously spying on the Trump campaign in a multitude of other ways in foreign soil. Then, of course, then we have the issue of surveillance, unmasking, leaking raw intelligence, like in the case of General Flynn, who had to plead guilty to something that he didn't uh, do and that the FBI didn't think he did and sell his house and go bankrupt. And he's put in a position, well, if you don't tell us what we want and you don't say you lied, the FBI didn't think you lied, then we're going to go after your family and your kids and we're going to go put them in jail. Okay, good father falls on the sword. That's how we treat a 33-year veteran. You don't need a lawyer. We're going to take advantage of the chaos. We know everything you said because of illegal surveillance leaking, raw intelligence leaked, and we're going to set you up what is a perjury trap of all perjury traps, and they still didn't think the guy lied. And now this disaster that unfolds today uh, because Mueller knows nothing. Mueller hired nobody. But it means that it's an even bigger win for Donald Trump because that means it was really Weissman and the partisan hack that he is running the show, the guy that was at Hillary's victory party, the guy known for prosecutorial abuse, licensed to lie, Sidney Powell, the guy known for withholding exculpatory evidence, losing tens of thousands of jobs. This is where we are. You've got, you know, Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, all of all of the absurdities that could happen in the United States, all first designed to stop Trump, save Hillary stop Trump, use lies to stop Trump, and then spy on Trump, both as a candidate, then later as a transition team, and then even as the president of the United States. And then we'll set a, in motion a conspiracy theory that the media spreads like it's pure gospel truth, straight from the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then the former FBI director, he's up to his eyeballs in all of this as well, uh, that being James Comey. James Comey signed the first FISA application, the bulk of information coming from the paid, unverified Russian dossier. And then, of course, he tells Trump months later, well, it's unverified. But he signed in October 2016 that it is verified. And then he renewed it and signed it again, knowing it's not verified, knowing it's unverifiable. Never, never even talking about Bruce Orr, whose wife is working on this op research for Fusion GPS, Robert Mueller never heard of, and this anti-Trump operation and, and feeding Steele's, you know, lies that he himself, he doesn't even stand by the information in the guy's own dossier. He's feeding it to the FBI, and he's still trying to feed it to Robert Mueller after he's fired for lying and leaking. Nobody asked that question today. I would have liked an answer on that. And then we've got this whole Five Eyes intelligence issue where, oh, well, we can't spy on Americans, but we can outsource it to Great Britain and Italy and Australia, and and they'll do the dirty work for us because uh, it would be illegal for us to do it ourselves. And then, of course, we've got, oh, yeah, this guy Joseph Misford who is often portrayed as a Russian agent, turns out to be a Western intelligence official. And they knew it. And they're sending this guy, Stefan Halper, to spy on Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos, but they withhold the exculpatory information. He thought it would be traitorous if anybody uh, sought and got Russian uh, information uh, for the Trump campaign. Never did it. He went to jail. There was still after... Carter Page. Carter Page had a long history of decades of supporting his intelligence community and our intelligence agencies and our law enforcement agencies. But I mean, that's how deep this went. If we don't get to the bottom of it, we can basically kiss this country goodbye. The rule of law, goodbye. 
Equal justice under the law. Goodbye. Equal application of our laws. Goodbye. Good news is the attorney general said Mueller's over. It's done. Now we're looking into all the things that Hannity's been telling you about. And we have real evidence here. That wasn't arrogant that I said that, right? Just checking. Not at all. Sounds like you had a lot of coffee today, though. I did. Black Rifle Coffee. Breaking news now. Here's Sean Hannity. All right. The president's stopping for the media as he heads to Marine One. Linda, do you even know where the president is uh, heading right now? I didn't check his schedule. Do you know? I actually do not. Did... Linda doesn't know? Oh, I my know. gosh. Should we hit the breaking news sounder again? <laughs> no. Occasionally, both of us get something wrong at some point. Uh, but anyway, let's take this from the beginning. We're just a couple of minutes behind, but we'll carry it uh, for the uh, conclusion. Orders about all these developments. So we had a very good day today. The Republican Party, our country, there was no defense of what Robert Mueller was trying to defend, in all fairness to Robert Mueller. Whether his performance was a bad one or a good one, I think everybody understands that. I think everybody understands what's going on. There was no defense to this ridiculous hoax, this witch hunt that's been going on for a long time. Pretty much from the time I came down on the escalator with our first lady. And it's a disgrace what happened. But I think today proved a lot to everybody. In fact, some of my biggest opponents wrote things today that I wouldn't have believed they would have written, and I appreciate that they did that. This has been a very bad thing for our country. And despite everything we've been through, it's been an incredible two and a half years for our country. The administration, our president, me, we've done a great job. We've got the strongest stock market, the best unemployment numbers, the most number of people ever working in the history of our country right now, almost 160 million. Our military has been rebuilt and getting even stronger. Uh, We've done a great job and we've done it under this terrible phony cloud, a phony cloud, that's all it was. And they should be ashamed of themselves, absolutely ashamed. And you know who knew it was a phony cloud more than anyone else was Schiff and Nadler and Schumer and Pelosi, every one of them. They all knew it was phony stuff. And you look at the polls, the polls are showing it maybe more than anybody else or anything else. And I've had my best polls and I don't say why, but people see what's gone on in our country with this whole thing. I've been going through it for three years. For three years, all nonsense. So uh, this was a very big day for our country. This was a very big day for the Republican Party. And you could say it was a great day for me, but I don't even like to say that. It's great. I'll tell you what, I very much appreciate those incredible warriors that you watch today on television, Republicans, that defended something and defended something very powerful, very important, because they were really defending our country. More than anything else, they were defending our country. But they were warriors, and they've been warriors for a long time. And everybody knew it was a hoax, especially the Democrats. I wish we could be a fly in the wall in those rooms where the Democrats would go in and talk before and after meetings, and they'd be laughing and smiling 
and say, can you believe that we're getting away with this? But in the end, they didn't get away with it. Yeah. So there is no such a thing. He didn't have the right to exonerate. And, you know, it's very interesting. People mentioned exoneration. That was something where he totally folded because he never had the right to exonerate. And it was covered very well by Congressman Turner and put to a conclusion. We were, if you take a look at not only the report, beyond the report, take a look at not what he said, but what he was forced to say. And even your networks and your network and your network and your every one of these networks, they put up their hands. You know, we had a couple of cases with, actually we had about six cases where they asked our people, our representatives, television networks, please don't come in tonight. We're not going to be doing much on it. And the reason they're not, because it's over. Go ahead. Are you concerned you could be indicted out of office? You and Brett talked so much about WikiLeaks and Robert Mueller called that problematic. So WikiLeaks is a hoax just like everything else. And all of those problems having to do with crime were the biggest hoax of all. It was a witch hunt, a total witch hunt. And when you saw Robert Mueller's statement, the earlier statement, and then he did a recap, he did a correction later on in the afternoon. And you know what that correction was? And you still ask the question, you know why? Because you're fake news and you're one of the most. And let me just tell you, the fact that you even asked that question, you're fake news because you know what? He totally corrected himself in the afternoon, and you know that just as well as anybody. Caitlin, Caitlin. I don't know whose answers weren't. I guess his answers weren't, because if you look the whole report, you take a look at what they did, some of the things that he didn't even know about, some of the things he didn't even know what was going on. But you know, in the end, what he did, he actually probably came through for himself. The performance was obviously not very good. He had a lot of problems. But what he showed more than anything else is that this whole thing has been three years of embarrassment and waste of time for our country. And you know what? The Democrats thought they could win an election like this. I think they hurt themselves very badly for 2020. Did I what? I don't know. I really don't know. I never had. Don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, frankly, whether or not he did, it wouldn't matter to me because he did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong because it's so unimportant. It was always a very unimportant meeting. It was only important to the fake news. Go ahead. No, he didn't say that. Again. Your fake news, and you're right at the top of the list also. Let me just tell you, go back to what, it's not what he said. Read his correction. Read his correction. If you read his correction, you'll find out. That's why people don't deal with you, because you're not an honest reporter. John. John, they are devastated. 
The Democrats lost so big today. Their party is in shambles right now. They've got the squad leading their party. They are a mess where even you take a look at Scribe and you take a look at so many of the people that were the most outspoken. And they say this was a devastating day for the Democrats. And you know it, John, and everybody else knows it. This was a devastating day for the Democrats. No, no, a very dumb and very unfair question. Because if you look at his correction, he took that totally out of play. He made his decision based on the facts, not based on some rule. So you shouldn't even ask that question because you know it's a phony. Go ahead. The Democrats had nothing, and now they have less than nothing. And I think they're going to lose the 2020 election very big, including congressional seats, because of the path that they chose. Now, who knows where it goes? I, I, from what I hear, they're giving up. But I, I just say, I know them too well. They'll never give up. They'll go back into the room and they'll try and figure something out. This whole thing has been, honestly, it's been collusion. It's been collusion with the media. It's been collusion with other countries. This has been a disaster for the Democrats. And I think we're going to win bigger than ever. Now, I'm, I'm going to West Virginia, one of the great states, a state that's doing, if you look at percentage up, I think it's number one or number two in the country. And nobody would have believed that. West Virginia is doing great. So I'm going to West Virginia. We did have a big case today. You know, we won the asylum case in Washington, which, frankly, you should be asking about that because that's the real deal. I can't believe how nice you are today. Go ahead, give me a question. My question, Mr. President, is that even though he's back in no, because we did nothing wrong. The answer is very simple. Nothing was done wrong. This was all a big hoax. And if you look at it today, nothing was done wrong. Now, I believe what you're going to find, you're going to find a lot of things that were done very wrong. But that's going on now. That's something you haven't been writing about. And that has to do with the other side. That has to do with a thing called investigate the investigators. Uh, let's see what happens. That's going to be very interesting. Look, I think Robert Mueller did a horrible job, both today and with respect to the investigation. But in all fairness to Robert Mueller, he had nothing to work with. You know, you can be a builder, but if they don't give you the right materials, you're not going to build a very good building. Robert Mueller had no material. He had nothing to work with. So obviously he did very poorly today. I don't think there's anybody, even among the fakers, I don't think there's anybody that would say he did well. I looked at your people. They're saying it was devastating for the Democrats. And even, I will tell you, the two most nauseous and nauseating networks whose ratings have both gone down, way down. Even they said this was a really bad day for the Democrats. So Robert Mueller did a poor job, but in all fairness to him, he had nothing to work with, David.
Look, I saw what he did to people, how he ruined people's lives because they didn't remember a date or something very minor. He ruined people's lives. The Democrats, they took people and they destroyed their lives. They went bankrupt because they couldn't afford the legal fees and they were good people, many, many people. So when you ask me that question, all they have to do is see the, how nice this weather is. If I made a mistake and said I was talking to the media and it was a little bit rainy, a little bit overcast, they'd say, well, we have to do, he lied. All right, we're going to continue with the president, his first comments in the, since the disastrous hearing today. And uh, we've got a lot more on the other side of this break uh, as we continue our coverage. Uh, stations along the Sean Hannity Show Network, if you need to take a break, we understand. We love you anyway. I've seen what they've done to people. I've seen how they've destroyed people like General Flynn and so many others. What they've done to people? No, I did the right thing. <laughs> Well, Mueller had no material, sure. Mueller had no material to work with, and he did a horrible job. Obviously, his presentation was way off, but that's okay. It didn't matter. He had no material. There was nothing done wrong. In fact, things were done right. There was nothing done wrong. And certainly, I mean, look, I read the papers, and I read the press, and I read the internet, and if you see what's going on the internet, if you listen to the internet, this was one of the worst performances in the history of our country. So you know that, you know that very well. But I don't think anybody could have done a good performance. He had no material. It was a fake set of facts that the Democrats used to add others to try and do really an illegal overthrow. But we're gonna find out about that. Well, the asylum is a big say it. So the asylum is a very big ruling. That was a tremendous ruling today. We appreciate it. We respect the courts very much. Uh, that helps us very much at the border. Uh, the numbers are way down at the border, which is a good thing. Uh, apprehensions are way down because Mexico has now 22,000 soldiers, and uh, they're, they mean business because they know what happens. The alternative is not good for them. Uh, it's also good for Mexico what they're doing because the cartels have been running all of the border for years and years. And Mexico is saying, and the president is saying, we got to clean it up. So they've got 21,000 soldiers. They'll probably put up more. But this ruling today on asylum is a tremendous ruling. So Guatemala gave us their word. We were going to sign a safe third agreement, and then all of a sudden they backed up. They said it was their Supreme Court. I don't believe that, but they used their Supreme Court as the reason they didn't want to do it. So we'll either do uh, tariffs or we'll do something. We're looking at something very severe with respect to Guatemala. I've already cut all payments. I did that a year ago. I cut all payments going to Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. We used to send them $500 million for nothing, for nothing. They didn't do anything except set up caravans. So Guatemala, we're going to take care of, and it won't even be tough. We're going to do, we're looking at a couple of different things. One of the things very heavy is, as you know, 
Mexico has put 6,000 people on that border. Let me, let me just tell you something. I, I know you're always, you always have a question. You mean my White House aides lied? What about his aides? What about, what about Mueller's aides? He didn't say that at all. You're untruthful when you ask. You are untruthful. When you ask that question, when you ask that question, you're untruthful. And you know who else is untruthful? You know who else is untruthful? His aides. And Weissman was untruthful. And Weissman got caught just like he did with Arthur Anderson, where he lost in the Supreme Court nine to nothing. His aides were very untruthful. And they put Mueller... And they put Mueller, not at all, they put Mueller in a very bad position. His aides put him in a very bad position. And if you were ever truthful, you'd be able to write the truth. All right, that was the uh, president's first comments after what was a disastrous uh, hearing, uh, obviously, all day long. And you know something? It's a really sad sad state of affairs when you have people that are willing to lie at this high level and even this week as i mentioned earlier you had the cowardly shift i guess we know linda why by the way you'll have to tell me oh 29 12 i got it all right you you just you have to understand that this guy these two people they they desperately raise expectations of people and this is what fake news CNN does. This is what uh, Conspiracy TV, Roswell, Rachel, Maddow's network, MSDNC, because they're nothing but an extension of the DNC. This is what they've done for two and a half years. They have, they have created false narratives and a false impression and outright lies and such disrespect to their audience and the country as a whole. You know, we spend a lot of time behind the scenes on this show, making sure the things that we're reporting are accurate and true. Occasionally we get it wrong. Occasionally we have to say, uh, we got it wrong. We're sorry. Not that much, you know, but there's this track record. There's this history now where look at how often they're wrong and how spectacularly wrong they can be. Richard Jewell was the beginning. I learned my lesson there. How wrong an entire media can be and how devastating it is to one man or, or, or individuals that are being lied about. The fact that the president's been able to accomplish all of this under these conditions is amazing. But then you have Cambridge police and then you have all this narrative that results in the end of a career from an innocent law enforcement guy by the name of Darren Wilson in Ferguson, Missouri. They shot him in the back. No, it was honest neighbors eyewitnesses that exonerated Darren Wilson and corroborated everything he said as being true. The media portrayed it otherwise. You know, how do you have Duke lacrosse spin out of control the way that did and how wrong they were or UVA in the rape case or Ferguson, Missouri and Freddie Gray. Those cops are all going down. We were the only ones to say, no, they're not not going to happen. In Duke Lacrosse's case, I actually went to Garden City, Long Island, met with some of the kids and some of the families, and I actually did my own digging. 
in the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman case, I actually went down to Florida and interviewed people myself. You know, as it relates to what we have been reporting in the ensemble team, it's not a point of pride. It's 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 what we do and what we're we're supposed to do. And that is get to the truth and and not I, I, I can't imagine where my career would be right now or if I had been wrong on all of this, what would be said about us every day? But we now know for a fact a lot of things happened here. We know that, yeah, Bernie Sanders, that was a rigged primary. We know that they rigged the criminal investigation into Hillary. The evidence is so overwhelming. Nobody cares about it. Nobody cares about Bernie. Bernie doesn't even seem to care about Bernie. Bernie got screwed over royally. And then, of course, so we rigged the invest. She gets to stay alive. Then she produces a Russian dossier full of Russian lies, or as the New York Times finally calls it. And they even said just this month, oh, looks like it was the, the basis of the FISA applications. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Are you really two and a half years that late after spreading lies? And the answer is yes. But they did it knowingly. They did it daily. They did it with a certain breathlessness in their reporting and their hysteria. Nothing but lies, conspiracy theories, and a hoax. And the idea was to destroy then-candidate Donald Trump. They didn't want him to win. And if it means leaking lies about Russian and uh, that uh, the Russian lies paid for by Hillary to Michael Isikoff. Let's do it. He'll he'll print anything. He's like Mikey. Mikey will try anything. You know, or David Corner, the Washington Post. These these outlets have forever damaged themselves. Fake news, CNN forever damaged themselves. MSDNC, Roswell, Rachel's Network forever damaged any credibility they could have and yet they just won't let it go they never accepted donald trump's victory they can't accept that there really is a russian impact on the 2016 election that we will get to the bottom of now all the pieces are in place all of it will come out it's all coming out we have an attorney general we have a prosecutor, Durham. We have an inspector general and others that will get to the bottom of those that abuse their power and those that were involved in what is the biggest corruption scandal, abuse of power scandal in American history. All right, when we come back, we'll get reaction. Greg Jarrett, David Schoen, uh, Manny Alacandro will join us all coming up on this busy breaking news day. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our number. I hope that what Lindsey Graham asked the Attorney General Barr is now the new normal, the new reality, because that's where the truth is. It is beyond any comprehension I have the events that have unfolded in the last two and a half years in this country. The amount of lying that has taken place the conspiracy theories that have been universally pushed, the expectations that have uh, arisen because of these lies and conspiracy theories. It's not just a hoax. It's an attempted coup and a bunch of people that could not accept that the smelly Walmart shoppers, the irredeemable deplorables, the people that cling to God from above that created all of us, 
and our Bibles and our guns and religion that we actually won in November of 2016. And yeah, in spite of all of their efforts to undo that election, that effort is officially dead as of today. It's over. I don't care what book Andrew Weissman writes. Andrew Weissman needs to be investigated. Now those that abuse power, those that were corrupt, those that had nothing but a disdain for the president have been exposed. The media, how do you ever trust these liars ever again? How do you ever trust, you know, the Schiffs and the Nadlers and, and, and the Maxine Waters and Pelosi's and the squads, you know, that exist? You can't. And all of it happened in the United States of America. And Robert Mueller allowed it to happen. And if you if you want to, so many say oh, I felt sorry for. Uh, if you want to feel sorry for Mueller, go ahead, but feel sorry for the right reasons, and that is that his team, led by Weissman, knew he wasn't up for this job, and they they used him as a figurehead and did everything they wanted around him, but they still couldn't get Trump because he didn't do anything wrong. You know, and that, then the same goes for, you know, you know, all the other people. Why else should you feel sorry? Feel sorry for the Democrats? They knew what was today was. Mueller's team was telling the Democrats he's not up for this and that he's just going to stick to the report. But to have but to put him through that is that's where you need to look at the blame. I didn't want Mueller to testify, though I knew it was going to be a waste of time and a spectacle. It turned out to be it. All right, we're going to go call to call to call to call to call, 30 seconds each. All right, let's go to Mary Beth, Arkansas. Mary Beth, we're giving everybody 30 seconds. Here's yours. Go. I can't believe these guys are getting ready to go on a six-week paid vacation, and I don't think Mueller knows his name and his birthday as of right now. This has just been ridiculous. But thank God the president of our great country has gone on like all this stuff wasn't going on and he's made America great again. I, you know, listen, with all of this hanging over the president's head, he still accomplished more than any president modern times and records have been sent. And now what are the, what are we going back to what stormy now? We're going to go back to S hole. We're going to call him a racist for another 400 days. You know, what ideas do they have? They don't have any. Back to our phones. Guy is in California. Guy, we're going quickly. Your comments, sir. Sean, is there any legal repercussion for for Mueller other than just embarrassing himself on TV? The guy looks lost. Ratcliffe nailed it at the very beginning and said, you you know, you have specific instructions to do, and you didn't follow them. You didn't make a decision, and now we're in this mess. You know, I don't know. I can say this. There were so many moments that if it was Mueller's team— interviewing or the FBI interviewing somebody and they reacted and responded the way Mueller did remembering next to nothing not even remembering that Reagan appointed him uh not you know his answer not knowing about fusion GPS saying yeah the Trump Tower meeting was important but not the fact that fusion GPS met with this woman before and after exactly yeah not knowing that not knowing or caring about the dirty Russian dossier that was really used to influence the election. Yeah, that's a problem. 
And yeah, my obvious, point, obvious that, selective choice of what they're pursuing and investigating, and what he conveniently does not remember. Yeah, but if it, but remember, if it was, if it was any of Trump's team, and they gave answers like Mueller gave, I promise you, they'd be brought up on charges today. Uh, let's say hi to Riches in South Carolina. Rich, you're on the Sean Hannity show. Hey, Sean, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I've been watching Bob Mueller since eight thirty this morning. The guy comes across as a feeble old man. He can't understand the questions. And the other thing is that the uh, he doesn't even know what's in his re- own report. It's like everybody else wrote it. He just signed his name on it. I know the answers to the questions, and he doesn't even know. I That is mind-numbing. Didn't even know really who Fusion GPS is. That's how bad this That's is. Unbelievable. It is. unbelievable. And you're on page 103? 103, that's correct, volume 2. When you talk about the the firm that produced the steel reporting, uh, the name of the firm that produced that was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? Well, I, I'm not familiar uh, uh, with uh, with that. I, well, I, let, you, let me just help you. Uh, it, it was. It's not. It's not a trick question. Right? It, it was Fusion GPS. Now, Fusion GPS produced the opposition research document widely known as the Steele dossier, and the owner of Fusion GPA was uh, someone named Glenn Simpson. Are are you familiar with? That's outside my purview. Okay. Um, Glenn Simpson was never mentioned in the 448-page Mueller report, was he? Well, as I say, it's outside my purview, and it's being handled in the department by others. Okay. Well, he, he was not. Uh, 448 pages, the the owner of Fusion GPS uh, that did the Steele dossier that started all this, uh, he, he's not mentioned in there. Let me move on. Uh, at the same time, uh, Fusion GPS was working to collect opposition research on Donald Trump uh, from foreign sources on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. It also was representing a Russian-based company Prevazon, which had been sanctioned by the U.S. government. Uh, are you aware of that? It's outside my purview. Okay, thank you. One of the key players uh, in the, I'll go to something different. Um, one of the key players in the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting was Natalia Vizinetska, uh, who you described in your report as a Russian attorney who advocated uh, for the repeal of the Magnitsky Act. Uh, Vizinetskia had been working with none other than Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS since at least early 2014. Um, are, are you aware of that? Outside my purview. But but let me tell you something. Weissman knew. The guy that was at Hillary's victory party knew. The guy that we learned last week hired everybody knew. A guy that has been cited for more prosecutorial misconduct than any person that I can think of in America right now. The guy that literally withheld exculpatory evidence, got tens of thousands of Americans fired, lost 9-0 in the Supreme Court, put innocent people in jail before, only to be overturned by other courts. He knew. The rest of that team of Democratic donors knew. They all knew what they were doing, and they didn't care. Hey, Sean, can I ask you a question, Sean? Real quick. The... How come these Republicans don't ask questions like you did last night on TV? Did you do this? Did you know that? These Republicans don't know how to ask questions. Well, I'm not. I'm going to tell you something. I was 
pleasantly surprised, and I want to be very clear about this. By Ratcliffe, that's right. Well, not Ratcliffe. Listen, I knew Ratcliffe. I knew Nunez. I knew Doug Collins. I knew right. that, you know, Matt Gates. Um, I knew Jim Jordan. I knew all those guys would be fine. And I, they all did amazing and better than I could do. But I will tell you, there were a lot of Republican congressmen and women. What was the woman's name that was asking about the bar special counsel joint statement after the nine and a half minute disaster press conference by Mueller. I, I think she's from Arizona. She was amazing today. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't see one Republican do a bad job today. I was pleasantly surprised and and my help was not needed, to be very blunt. And I'm glad it wasn't. Uh, what's her, Linda, what's the woman's name? Debbie Lesko of she Arizona. Was from Arizona. She was great today, didn't you think? Rockstar. I mean, I, when she took on Mueller on this issue of, well, you said this, then you changed, and you said this. I mean, the fact that she said that all before Ted Lieu, and then he gave one answer to Ted Lieu, and then goes before the Schiff uh, committee, and then says, let me correct the record about what I just said with Ted Lieu. That's five separate flip and flops. I don't know. I like Mike Johnson. He was my favorite today. Mike Johnson was great today. And by the way, Louis Gormert was so Louis usually doesn't go in and grill the way he did today. He say he grilled first and then he saved his comments for last. And I thought it was very powerful. You know what's good about Louis? Louis's a Jag officer. Louis was a judge. Did you ever order anybody to investigate the deletion of all of their texts off of their government uh, phones? Once we found that uh, uh, Peter Strzok uh, was an author of... Uh, Did you ever May I finish? order... Well, you're not answering my question. Did you order an investigation into deletion and reformatting of their government phones? No, there was an IG investigation ongoing. Well, Louis great. A lot of people forget that. Um, anyway, Rich, thank you, my friend. Elizabeth is in Florida. Elizabeth, hi. How are you? Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. I am fine, Sean. Thank you so much for taking my call. So my impression of the Mueller questioning today, even though I wasn't able to hear the entire thing, unfortunately, it reminded me of different religious leaders, Democrats, I'm specifically talking about Democrats, different religious leaders trying to prove that their religion is true by parsing different passages in the Bible. That's what it reminded me of. You know, maybe that, that that's what they were trying to do and thread the needle. And I will tell you, at the end of the day, it was a disaster. And the reason I'm going to tell you the real reason it was a disaster is because it never was true. It was always a lie. It was always a conspiracy theory. You know, I, I often say, and, and I'll kid Linda about this, all good humor is rooted in truth. Well, all good arguments are also rooted in truth. And the fact that we had, I mean, it's, it, is, it, it is almost like you can't write a story, a novel, a narrative like this and ever believe it, where you have one party being accused of something, the very thing that the other party is definitely guilty of. I think the and Republicans had discovered. a missed opportunity. You know why? Why? If I was Nunes today, yeah. right after Schiff gave his opening statement, I would have been like... Uh, excuse me, ranking member Schiff, I'd like to talk to you about Olga Buseva. Yeah, exactly. Now, how did you feel about your interactions with Olga Buseva? Well, th well, hang on. Now, I did have as one of my questions yesterday. <laughs> you're right. There's only one person we have on tape conspiring with Russians. 
And I don't know if this is my favorite tape or Alec Baldwin trying out as a radio oh, talk no, show Oh, no, this is far better. All right, this, this is, now, remember, this is the chairman, Adam Schiff, thinking he's getting dirt on Trump from a Russian. He doesn't know it's a hoaxer, but he thinks he's getting real dirt. And he totally gets bamboozled. Listen to him doing the very thing that he says Trump did but didn't do that is wrong. Okay, and so Buseva met with Trump uh, in in uh, New York at some point after the 2013 Miss Universe uh, yes. pageant. Absolutely, and she got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Okay, and, and what's the nature of the compromise? Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Putin was made aware uh, of the, the availability of the compromising material? Yes, of course. Uh, Buzova shared those materials with uh, Sobchak, and Sobchak shares those materials with uh, Putin because she's a goddaughter of Putin, and Putin decided to press on Trump. Um, and uh, And... The materials that you can provide to the committee or to the FBI, uh, would they corroborate this allegation? Sure, of course. Uh, When they were in Ukraine, we got their conversation by the phone where they discussed those uh, compromising materials. We are ready to provide it to FBI. So you you have recordings of both Sovchek and Buseva uh, where they're discussing the compromising material on uh, Mr. Trump? Absolutely. That uh, compromise. Yeah, the, 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 so you have compromising no, 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 ma- materials. Compromising materials. But of course, uh, uh, what is the nature of the materials? Uh, uh, pictures of the naked Trump. Naked Trump. Uh, uh, you have pictures of naked. Did Vladimir see it? Uh, but of course, uh, Comrade Vladimir, he sees the naked picture of Trump. He sees the picture. Uh, you can't make it up. And that, in, that embodies this entire despicable saga. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Full, complete coverage of today's Mueller disaster. The witch hunt is officially dead. The real investigations officially begin. Everything the media has told you, Democrats have told you for two and a half years, have been lies, conspiracy theories, and hoaxes. We lay it all out. We'll give you the day's news in comprehensive fashion that you won't get from the media mob. 9 Eastern tonight, Hannity on Fox. Thanks for being with us back here tomorrow.